There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul, and Baruch Hashem, we've, Ashrenu, we've managed to get to another era of Shabbos. We've lived through a week, Baruch Hashem, a week in which we celebrated or commemorated the the Tishbav. I hope that it was a day for you that was a not too physically arduous that you were able to handle the the uh, the fasting Baruch Hashem. I think it's one of the greatest chasadim Hashem has done for us that we have Tishabov in the winter, which of course has its double benefits. First of all, it is uh, a shorter day, and of course at the same time, of course they're interrelated. It, the the weather is much more much more pleasant than on here's about in the northern in the northern hemisphere. And I hope also, I hope it was a, a physically not trying day, but at the same time, a day that we really utilized and, and got something out of and, and heard something or saw something or was involved in something that moved us, that motivated us, that transformed us, that, that made us want to sort of sit up straight and say, hey, I get a little bit about what this is about. Well, we never can really understand it, as you were saying. Uh, 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 yesterday, that we we can't really understand what it means not to have a base of mikdash, but we can feel the distance. We can feel the pain of, if not Hakadosh Baruch Hu's pain, the pain that other people are are going through, the suffering, the difficulties that people have uh, undergone in the last uh, what is it, four or five months since uh, since before Pesach, and families that have been ripped asunder and and. Never children without fathers or mothers or spouses without spouses. Terrible, terrible thing. And, and that, that, that kind of suffering is real, is palatable, is something that we can get our teeth into, that we can, we can relate, we can relate to. But we are, this week is Shabbos Nachmu, Shabbos Kodesh Pashas, for Eschanan. So let's perhaps move away from Churban. Let's talk a little bit about the very, very first topic that comes up in the Pasha. Moshe Rabbeinu says in a soliloquy that I, I davened to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at that time. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, was davening for the most important thing in the world. He was davening that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should allow him, should relent on the Shavuah he had made and allow Moshe Rabbeinu to access it, to enter into Eretz Yisrael, which was Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest dream, greatest greatest desire that he ever had was to be able to go to Eretz Yisrael and fulfill the mitzvahs of uh, of, uh, of Eretz Yisrael. And we know that that filler was was turned was turned uh, was turned down, right? That uh, that uh, it's 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 and this is such such an an important an important topic to talk about because it really is something that accompanies a person throughout all his situations, throughout whatever is going on in his life, throughout his entire life. And that, of course, is the subject of, of tefillah, of, of, uh, of davening. And we perhaps need to uh, 
go a little bit deeper into into this whole into this whole uh, 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 subject. We know that Chazal have uh, have said about davening that it's among the things of it it stands in the very very center of the world that it's such a such a powerful force in kind of pushing the whole world the whole world uh, 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 forward but the problem is uh, as the one brachas says however people don't treat it with the right respect with the right with the right honor with the right uh, 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 kind of deference that one needs to have for 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 uh, uh, a tfila. you know the 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 uh, the the Torah expresses here the tfila of of Moshe Rabbeinu when Moshe was as we know begging before the Rebbeinish Leilam that uh, Hashem should forgive him for the one avera that he had uh, that uh, he had uh, done. And, uh, you know, the, the of, of, of May Mariva, of the, of the where he hit the rock instead of speaking to it. And, and that Hashem should give him the, the, the tremendous, uh, uh, merit to be able to go into, into, uh, in, into Eretz Israel. And we know that, uh, Chazal tell us that, uh, uh, Moshe Beno, Davint, right? 515 uh, uh, Trillis, which is the numerical value of the words uh, of Vaischanan, and you know, Moshe never ever gave up. He kept davening, kept davening again and again and again from the very, very depth of his heart until Hakadosh Baruch Hu actually said to him, "Ravlach, enough. Don't daven anymore." And uh, in, in the Medrash Rabbah. It, it brings that if Moshe Rabbeinu had davened one more tefillah, Sakharish Baruch would have had no choice. Sakharish Baruch would have had to accede to his request, agree to him, and allow him to go into, into Eretz Yisrael because a real tefillah that comes from the depth of the person is something that is able to break any barrier, anything that that uh, that uh, keeps us away from our Kaddish Baruch Hu, it can break. It can break right through. And, and this the situation here was was unique that a Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't want that Moshe Rabbeinu to go into Eretz Yisrael. Discussed that once the concept that if Moshe Rabbeinu had gone into Eretz Yisrael and built the the Beis Hamikdash, it would have been a Beis Hamikdash that would have been completely impervious to any attack to any. Uh, 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 you know, destruction by foreign forces, which would have meant, God forbid, that when, when the Jews did Averis, which of course was inevitable, and the Besmikdash couldn't be destroyed, that means Hashem would have had no choice but to take out his wrath, take out his anger against the Jews, against the Jews them, uh, them, themselves. And that's why he said, he said, uh, he said no to, to, to this particular tefillah, but the reality is that that is the kayach of tefillah. That another another moment, another tefillah, Moshe Rabbeinu would have managed to get into into uh, in, into Eretz Yisrael. The uh, in fact, the Rav Nos Natashpira, the the Megal Amukas. So we know he wrote a a special sefer, 
just on Parshas Parshas Vaschanan, and he wrote there two hundred and fifty-two different concepts, different uh, different explanations, which is by the way the gematria of the word Rav Ravlach, right? On about Moshe Rabbeinu's Tfila and uh, and and uh, why Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, uh, didn't allow him in, and if one wanted to uh, to get a better understanding of it, so one can certainly. Uh, uh, learn, learn that, uh, that safer. But we, we want just a little bit to, to, uh, bring the concept of Tfil a little bit closer to our own, our own hearts and, and, and to perhaps spend a few minutes, uh, uh, learning some of the lessons that we need to learn about, uh, Tfil in, in a very, very practical, in a practical, uh, uh, kind of, kind of situation. Because, because the truth is, that it is such an important vehicle and such an important uh, 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 mode of communication and of achieving what it is that whatever we need, whatever we want in 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 this world can be done through 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 Tzvila. and uh, it uh, it behooves us therefore to really try to understand what it's about and and how it works and the, and the tremendous power and far-reaching. Uh, uh, influence that that uh, that filler that filler uh, has, and uh, maybe we'll just share after after we come back. Uh, 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 we'll just share maybe a couple of a couple of stories, a couple of uh, anecdotes about how filler works, and wanted to give us just a, a bit of a of, of a musak, a bit of an idea of of uh, what davening is. You no, know, it's something we spend so much time. So much time doing. We, we're sort of, we're, we're, we're into, uh, you know, three tfilas a day. And of course, uh, at special times of the year, uh, uh, you know, we, we spend even extra time dominating. In fact, you know, now going and we're, we're seven weeks away from, from the Yom Naraim, whatever the situation might be in, 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 in this country, whether we will have shuls or, or won't have shuls or some places might, some places might, whatever it is. But we're certainly going to be Davening, and we certainly need chizuk. We certainly need uh, uh, to understand the full power and the full impact that that our tefillas can uh, can can have. So please stay with us. Don't run away. We're just going to take a short break and come back. This is one one point nine Chai FM. The program is, of course, soul to soul, and you are listening to the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul. We're back on your radio here in Johannesburg, a beautiful day, a beautiful Erev, Erev Shabbos, Baruch Hashem, we've been blessed with wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, weather as as always, so as we do at this point uh, every week, just to give you the important times that you need to know that you may not be aware of yet in terms of this this uh, this coming Shabbos, so it is of course Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Boeschanan, or as classically known as Shabbos Nachamu, of course, that is based on the on the uh, opening words 
of of the after this week. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. We're after Tishbav. Kadosh Baruch Hu comforts us, and it's a double comfort. It's a comfort for the all the what we've gone through, and a comfort for what's going to be in the future. Many, many different beautiful explanations as to why we have the Nachamu, Nachamu after the after the uh, clap of. Uh, of, uh, of, of Tishabov that we've, that we've, uh, that we've had. And, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, Shabbos Kodesh begins tonight no later than candlelighting must be done before 523. 23 minutes past five is again the latest time for putting on, on, uh, on the candles. Uh, again, as always, don't wait till the last minute. Right? Be an early bird. Catch Worms, obviously don't eat them, but, uh, but, uh, and a bit of extra, uh, Kedusha, one can light one Shabbos candles already shortly after 4.30. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, and you've, uh, you, you are the one with the winner. You have now some extra time on, 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 on your Shabbos. You can sit and, and learn something, read something, and, and properly prepare your, your mind for, for Shabbos, because that really is what, as I've said many times, what Arab Shabbos afternoon is, is, is meant for, to get ourselves into a mindset, to be able to, to, uh, effectively change those gears from the weekday mode to, to, to Shabbos mode. It's so difficult to do it. You know, uh, uh, as you slam on air brakes at, uh, at, at 523, one needs a bit of a, t- a transition time to get into into Shabbos. So there it is. Light your candles early. Get your Shabbos ready early. Right? You can aim. We can try to have uh, our Shabbos ready by, by the middle of the afternoon so we have a, an ease into Shabbos rather than a racing sort of breathless into, into Shabbos where we're screaming and yelling and kind of, you know, not knowing if we're, you know, where we're coming from, where we're going to. And yeah. That's uh, that's certainly an ideal that we need to that we need to strive for. So five twenty three is the latest time for a lighting candles. Shkia then is at five forty one. If you want to daven Mayrev and not have to repeat Shema, so you can daven at one minute to six five fifty nine. One can already uh, repeat the one can already daven Mayrev without having to repeat the 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 Shema Nesrei. So tomorrow, of course, is. Is the Pasha's voice, which is an amazing, beautiful Pasha. We have the, the second, uh, uh, version of the Aseris Adibus of the Ten Commandments in, uh, in this week's, in this week's Pasha. And of course, Shema Yisrael, the first Pasha of, of our Shema, the, the basic, most basic dictum of, of the faith of, uh, every Jewish person. Hashem Lakin, Hashem Achod, that, uh, Hashem is omnipotent, Hashem is in charge of Everything and that uh, his 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 uh, supervision, his involvement in every detail of our lives, such such an important important uh, topics. The after, of course, as I mentioned, is the first of the seven special afteras of comfort that will accompany us all the way from Tisha B'Av all the way until uh, Rosh Hashanah, which of course is just seven weeks away. Seven weeks from tonight is. Is the first night of, of Rosh Hashanah, so we're on the path. We're, cl- we're climbing up towards towards, towards Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so that is the uh, that is the haftarah for for this for this week. Uh, uh, the Pirkei Avos for this week is Perik Gimel, the third chapter of, of Pirkei Avos. In our, we're now in our second cycle 
of reciting uh, a Prakriyavas. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 14 minutes past 6. 6.14 is the end of, uh, is the end of, uh, of, of Shabbos. And we move kind of out of the period of mourning to the period of expectation, to the period of hope, to the period of, of growth, building up, as I say, towards, towards the Yomim, no, no Rav Avram Chaim Trop, who of course was the son of the great Rosh Hashiva, Rav Naftali Trop, he was a Torah teacher, a spreader, disseminator of, of Torah and had many, many students for literally decades and decades. And even uh, when he was really young, he uh, actually took over uh, uh, the realm of, of leadership of Rosh Hashiva from his great, his great father, still in, in Radin, still in, in, uh, in, in, uh, he was there before the war to already become Rosh Hashiva in, uh, in, in Radin until the, the outbreak of, of World War II. And when he, after he emigrated to, to America, he served as uh, the Rosh Hashiva of, of Chofetz Chaim and of the Stalin Kalin Yeshiva in America until his passing uh, 41 years ago in Tavshin Lamtes, 1970-1979. The story goes that when he was very, very young, so Avram Chaim became very, very ill. He, uh, unfortunately, he, he, he uh, was affected with the the typhus, a uh, 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 plague, and and his his uh, his situation got worse and worse from day to day. Never and and the the doctors basically claimed that uh, that there was nothing they could do uh, uh, for him, and the uh, situation really did not look look good. His his mother, the great Tzadikus uh, 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 herself. Uh, whose name was uh, Pesya Miriam, so she ran to to travel to the home of of the uh, of the Chofetz Chaim, and she begged in uh, in front of him, cried with tears in her eyes about the the situation of her son and the, and the, and the desperate situation that he uh, that he found that he found him uh, himself. Chavetz Chaim asked her, tell me, is your son able to promise me that all of his life he will be active in spreading and teaching Torah to others? So the Rebbe answered, no, absolutely not. He's uh, not, not because he doesn't want to, but never his, his situation is so so severe, he's, he's in the hospital, he's actually, uh, he's actually unconscious. So he can't, he can't even speak, so obviously he can't know. Uh, she's sitting there sobbing and saying, of course you can't, you can't make such an undertaking. So the Chavetz Chaim was silent for a couple of minutes thinking. And then he asked her, he says, would you be prepared to make such a promise? That you will make every effort you can to ensure that he becomes someone who teaches Torah. 
And her answer was unequivocal. Certainly, she said to him, as far as I'm concerned, I'm prepared to promise to do the absolute maximum that my son will be able to be a, 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 a Marvitz Torah his whole life with, without any other distraction, without any other uh, uh, things on his mind, and just just be able to, to do that. Yes, that's the thing I want most in my life. When the Chavetz Chaim heard that, he got up and went to one of the corners of the room and he began to, to daven with great, with great, uh, with great energy. And when he finished davening, he said as, as follows. The truth is that the, the tremendous sechus of, of, uh, your, of his grandfather, in other words, his mother's father, who himself was, uh, was a tremendous, tremendous, uh, 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 uh Right, it's he. He was, uh, in fact, the the uh, the whole world of the uh, of the yeshivas in in uh, in in Lita owe him a tremendous, tremendous debt of of uh, of of, of, grad, of gratitude by himself. He established <coughs> many many yeshivas, and there are many people in the in the world learning Torah today because of of him. So so. Uh, uh, he said that please, he said, yeah, please, he will, he will be an emissary. He will, so to speak, hold on to our Kodesh Prochus, Kisei, our covered, and, and, and do what he can to beg our Kodesh Prochus that your son should, uh, should, should become, should become, uh, uh, healthy, that this, uh, your, your, that, that his grandson, this, uh, this, uh, uh, Avram ben, ben Pesaleah, who needs this so much for Rachmashmaim that hopefully he'll be able to intercede and, and, uh, and bring about Rafushlema. And it was only a few hours later that they already heard a, a, a good news from the, from the hospital and with the amazement of the, uh, of the doctors, uh, this, this, uh, sick child moved out of the danger area and Baruch Hashem was able to walk out of the, uh, out of the hospital on his own, on his own to, to, uh, to feet. And when, of Abu himself, when he finished telling, telling the, the, the story, he added and he said, up till today, I've, 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 uh, had the, had the tremendous chus to spread Torah, and it's all in the merit of, of that, Incredible thriller of, of the, of the, uh, of the Chafetz Chaim. That's what kept me, that's what kept me, uh, uh, alive. And, and that's, you know, the Gedoyle Israel and, and, and the people who are, who are, who are the tzaddikim in every generation, they knew, they knew the power and, and, and the, and the, and the scope of, of, uh, of, uh, of dominating and they, they knew it's, they knew it's, it's Kayach and they didn't move. They did nothing. Without involving themselves in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in Tvila. They saw that Tvila can accomplish everything and every detail of their lives. They, they, uh, they, uh, they, they, they used, they used it. 
um, there was a Ravelio Lupian in his in his uh, in his safer Lev Levelio. He uh, he writes he writes there. He brings he brings the words of of the Gemara the Gemara in in Rosh Hashanah, which says Rameya says. You can have never two people that fall ill with exactly the same sickness, right? It's exactly the same situation. Or you can have two people that are going to be put on trial and again uh, for exactly the same crime. And Zayorat, one will recover and, and get off his sickbed. The Zayorat, and, and one unfortunately won't. Zayorat, one will be saved, one will get out, get out, get out of trouble in his, in his trial. The Zayorat, and one may not be so lucky. And then one says, if how come one recovered and one and one uh, uh, didn't. Then it was on it. How come this one was saved from 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 uh, a sentence and the other wasn't? He says One davened and his his davening was answered. And one davened and wasn't answered. I. How come one is answered and one is not answered? He says, The one who damned the complete davening, he was answered. Someone who wasn't as, as complete, wasn't as wholesome, <coughs> he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, uh, answered. So if Eli asks, what does it mean? What is a tefillah shlema? What is a tefillah shlema? Says Rashi. Rashi says one word. He says niskaven, that he had he had kavana in his uh, in his in his davening. Asks asks uh, Eli Lupin, how did Rav Meir know? How did Rav Meir know that the one who was healed or the one that was saved from from the from the, from the trial was the person that, uh, that narrated so because he was machaven in his, in his dominion. Who would be, there's so many other ways. Maybe, maybe even from the very beginning, it was, it was never decreed in Shemayim that, uh, that this sickness should, should, uh, you know, vanquish him or that he should go to, he should go to get punished. Maybe that was the original Messiah. Who says it was the fact that it was, uh, uh, uh the filler that saved him? So he says, we see from here, says Ibelio, that it's, is, there's no question, uh, uh, about it. That certainly, if the second Mora says that two were in exactly the same situation, that means that both of them in Shemayim originally had the same Gazardin. The same thing was supposed to happen to both of them. And one was saved only because he damned a tefillah shleim, a tefillah with, with kavana. And this one wasn't saved only because his tefillah was lacking 
that complete degree of of uh, of, of kavana, because that is the power of tefillah said with proper dedication, with proper concentration, with with, with proper intent. A a, a tefillah that said with the right kavana has the power to even create a revolution and turn the whole world over and to break right through all the different uh, 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 heavens, Parshat, right? And and even to to alter, to turn over a decree that was made in Shemayim because ain't davar oimet lifnei atfilah. There's nothing that stands in the way of uh, of a of a uh, of a davening. Of Chaim Brim tells a story that one time he met uh, Rav Cheskel Abramski uh, on, uh, on a bus on the way back from from the from from the Koiso. and uh, they were chatting and he saw that that uh, the guy in Rav Cheskel was was in a was in a good in a good mood. And therefore he took the plunge and he asked him <laughs> a question that I'm not sure I would ever ask anyone. He said, tell me, what was the row of davening for at the, at the, at the Kaisal? And Rav Keskel answered him very, very straightforwardly. He says, I said to Baruch Hu, I said to the master of the universe, it's time already. Send Send please the, the Mashiach, right? And why do I need, why do I need the, the Mashiach? What, what's my connection even to, to the Mashiach? Says because I want nothing more than to be able to learn, to learn Torah with him. I want to sit with Melech HaMashiach because obviously Melech HaMashiach learned Torah directly from you, the Rabbani Shlalem. Without any, any, any middlemen. And therefore, my greatest desire is, I want to learn Torah Melech HaMashiach. However, in the meantime, until, until, until you decide to send the Mashiach, then I'd like to ask a favor from you, Akadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbanu please, would you learn with me? Would you be my, my, my Chavrusa? Would you learn Torah with me? Would you, so do you, will you open my eyes so that I can see beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, insights of your of your of your Torah? That's a kayak. When we're sitting and, and when we David will learn Torah with us, and we have this chapter Shmaya to achieve anything we want through our through our davening. They 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 uh, 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 say over in the name of. Uh, uh, Mordechai Fruchter, who was one of the, uh, most, uh, Choshiva, uh, visions of Hasidim in, in, uh, in Yerushalayim, which, and he, he says he, he heard the story directly from Rav Nota, uh, uh, Freund, who was very, very close to the great Rosh Hashiva of Issazalman, uh, uh, Meltzer, and, uh, tells the story that, uh, uh, Rav Nota was once Walking together with Ervis Zalman, and he was on the way to the yeshiva to give his daily his daily shear. 
and in the middle of the of the of the journey, suddenly, uh, uh, something jumped into this uh, is Amon's head. Suddenly, he remembered a a, a Gemara Yerushalmi in, in a certain place, which seemed to completely contradict the whole Mahalach, the whole idea that he was about to present in the in the Shia. So the Shiva didn't wait a second. He straight away went into one of the shuls that they passed on the way, stood in the corner, and 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 began to daven with incredible intensity, with incredible concentration to to uh, to 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 do the body something. He said to him, "Kata," uh, he said, "Kaila go b'shefra." He says, "Hakadosh Baruch Hu, please give me this chus." That I shouldn't say something that's not a hundred percent true, and I shouldn't lead Talmidim uh, astray. And and uh, after a few minutes of of uh, of davening, he finished his tefillah, and uh, he seemed full of of of, of simcha. And his face was 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 shining, and because suddenly. Into his head came an idea that would answer the question. There was no contradiction, and he would be able to to give uh, to give the, uh, the 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 shear. In fact, that 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 which he thought was a question is actually a proof for the idea that he wanted to that he wanted to uh, to 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 say. So Rav Nota was uh, surprised, and 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 the uh, he he asked us. I said, I understand. What 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 was the Rebbe? What was the Rebbe doing? He says, no, it happens quite often to me. I often, often, uh, uh, do this. That's, that's the, the, the power of, of tefillin. Any situation, it's something we have to learn how to use in, in, in any situation. Tefillin is something that we can take advantage of wherever we are, anytime we're facing any kind of a challenge, any kind of a difficulty, anything where, where it looks like it's not going to go the way we want it to. And you'll see that things can and will happen. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 FM. Soul to soul. Stay with us. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos. Only on 101.9 High FM. We're back on the radio here on Friday afternoon with our last segment, which we usually devote to some halacha. We're busy learning at the moment the laws of Cholamoyed, what we can and cannot do on on Cholamoyed. So let's talk a little bit about food preparation during during Cholamoyed. So we know that we've spoken at length that since through these special meals, that we have on on Cholamoid. So through that we fulfill the, the mitzvah, the obligation of, of rejoicing and, and celebrating on on Cholamoid. So therefore, one is allowed to do on Cholamoid any malacha, any activity which is needed for the preparation of food that I will need during the course of uh, 
of the Yamtiv. This includes, and in and, and Elia, among the things that are included in that, also includes even activities that might require quite a degree of uh, expertise, sort of a really sort of a, a, a chef-related type type things, and even uh, the type of work where there might actually be a lot of uh, a lot of difficulty, a lot of, uh, of time and effort needed to bring them to bring them uh, uh, about. And the truth is, even though we've already said that on Yom Tov itself, one is allowed to also on Yom Tov, one is allowed to also do uh, uh, various uh, uh, tasks for the purpose of preparing. Uh, uh, food, there is a significant difference between what is permitted on Yom Tif and what is permitted on Anchalmoit. That on Yom Tif, Chazal allowed only those type of, of, of tasks that a person would usually do domestically just for his day-to-day food consumption. His cooking, his, his baking, and things like that. Uh, on on Cholamoyed, they allowed any kind of malacha that's needed for food preparation, and included is that in in that is work that is done outside the house, work that might be done in in an agricultural setting, in in your in your fields, in your in your in your companies where things are are being done in a mass produced kind of a way, not just for what you need in your house for that day. Right? Which is, again, very, very different than the laws of, of Yom Tov, where I can only, uh, uh, prepare the food that I need to eat on that, on that day. On Chalmoid, however, one is allowed to prepare food even, not only for that day, but for all the days of the, uh, of the, of the Chag, and even for, let's say, the is a Shabbos that's coming directly after after Yontem, right? Without a day in between, right? The last day of Yontem is Friday, and there's going to be a Shabbos right afterwards. I can even prepare on Cholamayin for that Shabbos, which is technically speaking after Yontem, provided that it, it comes directly after the last day of uh, of of, of Yontem. Therefore, I would be allowed on Cholmoyed, to go out to my little backyard and and pick some fruit, sort of harvest some vegetables from my little vegetable garden or, or my big vegetable garden. I'd be allowed to even to pack them and to, uh, you know, to uh, to market them. I can put them, you know, pack them, i put them on a truck and take them to the, to the shops or to the markets so that people can have what to eat for your and I can uh, also I can uh, I can hire I can hire workers I can pay workers a, a salary for for doing such work and to write down whatever business to write down whatever receipts I need or whatever is uh, is uh, whatever I need let's say to fulfill the requirements of the of the law to to make sure I, I do the vat whatever whatever is necessary to do business. And the business I need is, I'm doing is things that are necessary for, for Yom Tiv. That is allowed to be done on, uh, on, uh, on, on Chalmoyt. Right? 
Um, and I can even, if I want, I can even use, you know, a, a, a harvesting a, a machines or threshing machines in order to, in order to harvest and to, and to pack my, my, my products. Because we said that even professional labor is allowed to be done on, on Chalmoyed if it's for the purpose of, of food preparation that may be needed on, uh, on Yantam. Right? Obviously, just as we said on Yantam, one would be allowed to, to shecht, uh, uh, birds or animals on, on Yantam and to, to kasha them, right? To do the salting and to then, uh, transport them to the shops so that people will be able to buy them for, for Yantam. Right, and even things that could have been done before Yantim are allowed to be done on Cholamoyit if the need is to prepare food for Yantim. Because why, 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 why did Chazal allow us to do that? Because the Chazal didn't want to to limit our ability to prepare foods in any kind of in any kind of way. So as not to in any way uh, uh, impinge upon the 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 celebration and and the simcha of uh, of uh, of Yantif. Obviously, lichatchila, where the situation would present itself, it would be better to prepare everything that I need for the whole Yantif, even the, with the stuff outside in the in the fields and all the manufacturing. Well, if I, if I could somehow do that all before Yom Tov, then of course, that would always, that would always be, uh, be, be, uh, be better in order that, uh, the days of Chalmoid should, uh, be unencumbered by having to work and you should be able to really enjoy, enjoy Yom Tov, right? And obviously, uh, if I'm, if I'm doing all kinds of malach in order to, to, uh, you know, sort of, uh, Sell my 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 wares and and uh, the the food that I that I that I that I that I, that I grow to the public. So uh, one has to be careful though that people who see him shouldn't think that he's doing it for after. One has to be very very clear that what I'm doing I'm doing to market now so that people would be able to uh, uh, use it and and uh, uh, for 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 yontif. And therefore, it should be done with, with, uh, in, in a, in a sort of quiet and, and, uh, a way without drawing too much attention so that people shouldn't think that you're, that you're sort of involved full, full, uh, full steam ahead in, in your business preparing for who knows, who knows, uh, uh, or when. Right? So we don't want people to think that you're being, that you're not treating Cholmoid with a pri- with a right, uh, Wide respect, but where it becomes clear that whatever you're doing is only being done for the yontem, so then there's no need. If you're a farmer and clearly you're doing it for immediate consumption, then there's no need to do it b'tzina. Uh, 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 so therefore, let's say uh, people who work in 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 a bakery, right? And, and then not loved after the actual bakers, but you know the 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 people in the front who are who are selling. So they're allowed to work normally, because everyone knows that what they're doing is uh, is is they're, they're preparing cakes and 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 and, and fresh uh, chalas for the yontif uh, itself. But 
let's say if you're working in a factory where you're making, I don't know, tin food or you're making sweets or something like that, where, where obviously, yes, you are also preparing stuff that may be used on, on Yantiv, but very likely that stuff's going to only reach the market or still, certainly still be around afterwards. There one would need to tone it down and, and work in as, in as, uh, kind of subtle and as, and as quiet a way as, as possible. Cause there it's not so clear to people that see you that it's dafka being done for, for Yontiv, for Yontiv it, uh, it, itself. It would be obviously forbidden to do mulacha on chalmoid. That's explicitly for the purpose of using during the weekdays after, after Yontiv. Right? But again, you don't have to sit and figure out exactly how much I need to make for the next day's Yontem. I can do it with a generous hand and prepare what I think would be enough for all the, the food needs of, of, uh, of, of Yontem, right? And I can prepare generously for all the days of the, of, of the Yontem. And if at the end of the day, at the end of the day, some food is left over after, after Yontem, you can, you can use that because that wasn't your intention. Your intention was to prepare for Yontem and you had a little bit of extra. That's not, definitely not a train, train smash. On, on the condition that you shouldn't, uh, uh, employ a, a subterfuge, right? To make it as if you're preparing for Yontem and really you yourself absolutely know and your intention is to actually prepare for after, for after, uh, 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 right? Um, a, a, and, and, and any farmer that really sort of grows uh, uh, fruit or vegetables or, or or grain, so even though you obviously could sell them to a to a a a, uh, a shop, so he's allowed to go out to his field and 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 cut and produce food that people will need for for uh, for Yontem and again without without working out to the last detail of exactly how much he thinks they're going they're going to need. That's about all the time we have. So I'm just going to take this moment to wish you all an amazing, amazing Shabbos. Shabbos Nachman, the happiest Shabbos of the, of the, of the year. Let's make it beautiful. Let's make it warm. Let's make it an amazing family experience. Learn some Torah. Get some insights into the Pasha, right? Especially as we come out of Tishbab, we're inspired. We're starting to build, starting to move towards, towards Rosh Hashanah. Everyone, let me wish each and one of you a beautiful and prosperous good Shabbos.